You're listening to Kamamo House, a Honolulu talk story podcast with reflections on identity and culture from a part Hawaiian's perspective. How's it? I'm Sean Joseph Takeo Kahao Kalanichu. I'm an actor. I live in Honolulu, Hawaii, on the island of Oahu, specifically in Kaka'ako. And yes, I think I'm a hipster. I sometimes write songs, compose music, and like to wonder about the world we live in. Thanks for tuning in. I was on a Zoom call, as one does nowadays, last week, hosted by Civil Beat. It was an offshore talk story session created for the community to respond to Civil Beat's offshore podcast series. In the middle of this intense, beautiful discussion and reflection on the Hawaiian diaspora, by the Hawaiian diaspora, people were tuning in from the continent and Europe. Someone in the meeting suggested I start a podcast, and I admit, I like the sound of my voice. I'm an actor. Plus, I have a lot of thoughts I want to express. A really long monologue podcast sounds like a good thing to do. And so, here we are. But why podcast, and why now, and why Kamamo House? O Eloise Tsuru Kamamo Matsuno Chu Koututu Wahine, on my father's side. My grandmother loved to follow in sharp contrast to my warrior scholar papa, who was soft-spoken and didn't speak nearly as much as his wife. Growing up, connections to my Hawaiian heritage were few and far between, and mostly provided through my grandma Eloise. Summer trips to Hilo informed my love of nature and Aina, Ua, and Hawaii Island. I had many discussions with my grandma Eloise about genealogy, the holes in our family tree. She would tell me anecdotes about people hanaiing others and my great grandma Thelma being a hanakahi from Moloka'i but not really a hanakahi or something like that because she was adopted, I don't know. My grandma was big on hospitality, checking in on our neighbors regularly hosting springtime afternoon talk stories with her cousin Bella about the family and what's new, eating poo making me play piano for our guests. Beyond that, mentions of my grandma's mom, my hapahaole great-grandma Matsuno, talking in broken Hawaiian with a penchant for drink, a twinkle ever in her eye. This was all I knew about what it meant to be Hawaiian. And then Kamehameha happened. From 1997 to 2007, I was a student there. And I learned a lot more about my identity and culture. A huge part of how I like to spend my time is brooding Bruce Wayne style, without the billions of dollars and without the costume, although I regularly dress up in costumes for work and enjoy that a lot. 
with hours of internal speculation and contemplation filled with questions of identity with the goal of finding inner peace or empathy for myself and others and the world around me can seem selfish or insignificant in how it affects the real world. I mean, I'm sitting in my privileged Kaka'ako apartment with a great view right now talking into a microphone. I don't know. It seems weird to be doing this amidst everything happening. I don't know if this is the best contribution, but I suppose it is a contribution in some ways. And what really solidified the motivation to do this podcast was talking with other Hawaiians on that Civil Beat Zoom call, listening to their stories, hearing their joy, their pain, their yearning for home and connection, sharing our strange common bond of not feeling Hawaiian enough. It made me want to do something. And I realized maybe I should just record my ramblings, of course edit it, and put it out there, see if it helps anyone or anything. And so, a podcast. It's easy to produce. I think I have a pretty decent way with words. And it's an outlet for me to reflect on current events and identity here in Honolulu. One of the people participating in the Zoom call I keep referencing said he doesn't talk much. And I thought, well, yeah, that makes sense. We Hawaiians didn't have a written language until quite recently, if we're looking at the long scroll that is human history. 1820s, very recent. Hawaiians, we talk, this man said, which is why he enjoyed listening to the Offshore podcast series. A podcast is not as intimidating as, say, an essay or a book, perhaps. So I thought maybe I can combine my love for thinking, talking, and my grandma to make something good. I miss my grandma, Louise. I create this podcast as a way to honor her small legacy of talking story, her legacy of love, and... Um, her legacy of, yeah, talking story, something I also love to do and inherited from her and inherited from my mom's side of the family as well. I hope this podcast exemplifies aloha. I publish this to invite discussion, debate, and encourage responsible, reasoned rhetoric. Welcome to Kamama House. What does it mean to be Kanaka Maud 2020? How does a Hawaiian man like myself honor my culture's past? while not hindering its progress as I walk forward into the future? How quick a pace do I walk for progress, 
Should I even be the one walking and talking about these things? What makes me think I'm an expert on anything? I'm an actor, for goodness sake. What have I done of note? I mean, I guess I play a pretty convincing 10-year-old on stage, I guess. I don't know. I believe my role as a theater artist, my purpose is this, quote, the purpose of playing is to hold, as twere, the mirror up to nature, to show virtue her own feature, scorn her own image, and the very age and body of the time his form and pressure, end quote. I think this quote from Hamlet applies to a lot of art. I'm here to ask questions, to challenge, to highlight, to imitate life and nature in an artificial environment like my home base at Tenney Theater, to allow a space to reflect on through characters and plot, love, hate, grief, joy, life. The theater community can't gather right now with an audience and do our thing, so I've had more time to Batman brood and less time to perform. Some questions going through my mind right now are, what is privilege? What does privilege mean in Honolulu? How has centuries of disease and oppression affected my ancestors, and how does that affect me? in the present as a Hawaiian, subconsciously or consciously, economically, psychologically, etc. How do we build a better world knowing this history? I process these things through narrative, dialogue, conflict, story, drama. Quote, Statistically, I am part Hawaiian, although I was reminded one night at a dinner party by a charming, mathematically astute lady who descends from two prominent early missionary couples that I am actually three-eighths Hawaiian by blood. All four of my grandparents were part Polynesian, two actually 50% white and 50% Hawaiian, one who was a mixture of Tahitian, Hawaiian, and white, and the fourth, one-quarter Hawaiian and three-quarters white. My ancestors here included a Spanish rancher, a part Corsican, part Tahitian Ali'i woman, an American missionary couple originally from Holden, Massachusetts, a British earl, a Boston businessman, and Hawaiians from both the high-ranking and the lesser, the Koko Ali'i, who came originally from the islands of Maui and Hawaii. I am, in depth, a product of Hawaii, an American, yes, who is a citizen of the 50th state, but I am also a Hawaiian, somewhat by blood, and in large measure by sentiment. Of this, I am proud. John Dominus Holt, from On Being Hawaiian. Reading On Being Hawaiian, I don't know, a decade ago, was for formative for me. I'm due another read, and we'll read it again soon. Thank you, Hawaii State Library pickup system. 
It's interesting to read history or essays, plays, anything from the era of the 60s or 70s because the issues that were issues back then are still pressing today. Tourism, military, minority oppression. If you haven't read on being Hawaiian, get a copy, take it in. I myself am personally somewhat ignorant as to other important Hawaiian literature, so if you have suggestions, dear listener, please send them my way. I'm slowly learning. I love on being Hawaiian, and I can do a lot more reading on similar things. Hashtag feels. familiar with are plays and there are two I think that are very important to local theater Kamo by Alani Apio and the conversation oh, not the conversation <laughs> the conversion of Ikalamai the conversion of Kaahumanu by Victoria Nalani Nubo if I was a czar in charge of local English theater curriculum every classroom would have a copy of these plays. I'll begin with comments on Kamo. These won't be in-depth, though. I think local literature or and plays deserves its own episode. But here's uh, some things off the cuff. Quite possibly my favorite play, Kamo follows the story of a local guy named Alika, who, like many of us, are trying to find our place in our respective industries, but also find her place as a Hawaiian while also doing that. Alika is a tour guide. In the play, ghosts and voices haunt him, taunt him, question his loyalty to his people, question whether he is doing enough as a Hawaiian. It is the first part of a trilogy of plays, the second being Kamau A'e, which explores incarceration and activism, and finally Uapo, which explores identity, heritage, and the future. These stories can be exhausting because it is brutally honest in its portrayal of the bad hands dealt to Hawaiians. Definitely check it out. One of my favorite parts from Kamau is an exchange between a Haole tourist teacher and Alika discussing our history here. The conversion of Kaahumanu is an elegant piece of literature. All the characters are female. The play asks, what does it mean to be Hawaiian when your society is in flux, when your religion is ended, basically? Are you still Hawaiian if you convert to Christianity? I'm due for a reread of this play as well. It's been too long. As a Christian, one might categorize me as nominal. It's been a few years since I've last been to church or seriously thought about theology or things of the faith. I think portrayals of the faithful that are honest and not slanderous are more interesting than ones that are one note in its criticism or interrogation. I feel the same way about any topic. For example, a joke about Donald Trump while warranted, can be low-hanging fruit, uh, in my opinion. 
a joke that comments ra- rather on his policies or some of the negative actions taken by him and those around him. The intellectual in me finds that more satisfying. But I digress. But as long as I'm digressing, I'll digress a little more. You know, um, since I'm talking about comedy, if you haven't yet, go check out Dave Chappelle's 846 video on YouTube. I think it's one of the most important things I've watched during this pandemic. It's current, electric, and amazing cultural, cultural criticism. Candid and sensitive to the audience and the state of affairs we are in. arts, whether it's under a proscenium with thespians or just one man behind a mic doing stand-up comedy, all art allows, invites, demands us to reflect on symbols and metaphors of things we care about from a distance. So while it's hard to process things that one may be going through, seeing something on stage that correlates to your life in the fiction can be healing. It can be healing witnessing a model or example of how someone solves their conflict in a story that is similar to your own. Perhaps one can be inspired by the fiction to take action in one's reality. In conclusion, support the damn arts people. To my fellow Hawaiians, near and far. Don't be discouraged by any hint of feeling a loss of Hawaiian-ness. Yes, grieve. Yes, wail your away in whatever way you must through movement, through painting, through demonstrating, through writing, through quiet, through tears or song. But know this, while we must all acknowledge the trauma passed down to us, inherited through no choice of our own, we must also know that we are not responsible for the negative actions of the past that are passed down to us. We need not claim this pain, even if you are descended, as some of us are, from people who have wreaked havoc on the Lahui. Yes, we are our ancestors, but we are also not them. For while they live within us, around us, 
we are living in the flesh in the now. The past is the past. It feeds us, teaches us, warns us, comforts us, scolds us. But the future, well, that's for us to figure out right now with our kupuna lighting the way. May I suggest you gently take your grief and sorrow and balance it with the joy and pride in who we are in slack key chromatics, hula acrobatics, the legacy of being guardians of our honua, finding pride in the endurance of the wayfinder in the petrichor and makani that bear names and mo'olelo kept and guarded and retold for centuries stories that whisper hey Hawaii-o. if you're feeling displaced know that you are not alone we're all trying to figure things out be kind to yourself while you find your place in our lahu contribute what you can walking slowly forward looking ever back to our kupuna for wisdom if we remain ha'aha'a, if we walk forward in aloha, there's nothing to fear or feel shame about. Remind yourself that your soul searching needs to be contextualized amidst decades, centuries, generations of trauma and displacement, the very soul of our nation having been ripped from out of our aina, a slow and agonizing tear. One can see how the soul of the American nation is being torn right now. There's a lot to be healed of, a lot of pain, but there's a lot of healing that has happened and will continue to happen right here in the Pai Aina and across the globe. Don't forget about that. Don't forget to celebrate in addition to mourning. Malamapono friends. Catch you next time on the Kamamo House. Thanks for joining me today in this very first episode of Kamamo House. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email me at K-A-M-A-M-O period H-O-U-S-E at gmail.com that's kamamo period house at gmail.com mahalo